Hello, everybody, and welcome to Hibana Podcast, the official podcast of Hikari Travel Agency. I am Abby. And I'm Isaac. And we are here to help spark your interest in Japan. This is uh, our second episode, so... Thank you for uh, coming to our second episode. Yeah. Uh, what are we? Uh, what are we talking about today, Abby? Well, what are we doing today? So today, I want to discuss how to kind of get your quote unquote Japan fix during this、uh, quarantine. Unfortunately, there are still travel restrictions in Japan,、mm-hmm. and you know,、um, we it's pretty indefinite. We don't know how long this like will、yeah. go on, but. You know, I have friends who have been like planning trips to Japan, and all of a sudden, those plans have to be canceled. Yeah,、so、yeah. There still has to be some way for us to kind of connect with the Japanese culture and be able to like appreciate it,、mm-hmm. even if we're still stuck inside.、Mm-hmm. So,、uh, what do you think about that? How has、um, the quarantine been for you? Quarantine's been、uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, everybody needs to、yeah. make do.、Um, yeah, I found some. Interesting ways to kind of like, I guess you'd say, get my fix of、um, Japanese things.、Uh, so you may not have done any international travel,、Correct. but you've done some stateside travel, right? Yeah, yeah, we've done some stateside travel.、Um, I actually went to、uh, California recently、uh, to San Francisco,、mm-hmm. and、uh, San Francisco has、uh, a Japanese district、um, called Japantown. And、uh, I actually went there and、uh, got to hang out with.、Uh, I originally went to California to visit my brother, but、um, yeah, me and my brother just hung out in Japantown, and、uh, it's really cool. It's, it's a few blo- blocks wide, but、um, yeah, it's a really good experience. They've got a Daiso. I don't know if you remember. I do, the legendary、yes, 100 yen shop. Yeah, Although here, yeah. I guess it's a dollar store. Yeah, yeah, they had a Daiso.、Um, A bunch of obviously、uh, Japanese restaurants.、Um, I think they had like an anime, kind of more of a, like an anime shop.、Um, they also had a, a really cool apparel, tra- apparel shop that、um, kind of caught my eye. So I was walking by the shop and、uh, I noticed they had this really cool design on this graphic tee. And I was like, okay, so let's go in and we checked it out. And、uh, yeah, it was really interesting design. So、uh, actually, I'm I ended up buying a shirt from there and I'm wearing it right now. And it's an octopus playing a shamisen. Yeah. So, like, the, an octopus playing the Japanese lute,、okay. it looks like. All right. Well, yeah. Yeah. And so、uh, I was like, wow, this is a really cool shirt. So,、yeah. I, um, I ended up,、uh, so the, the manufacturer the, or the, the maker of the shirt is a company known as Sumo Fish. And、uh, I ended up contacting Sumo Fish. And、uh, we were able to set up an interview with,、uh, the, <laughs> with the, the, the main graphics artist of Sumo Fisher, creator as well. Yes. So、uh, that's what's on today's agenda as well. Yes, and I am so excited to get to talk to Brandt、yeah. because I've seen his designs on his website.、So. And oh my gosh, they are just so. They're so intriguing. He has a lot、They're、of like. Very interesting. Dual designs. Yeah, like, yeah. So. One is like a ramen. A bowl of ramen, but like the noodles come up and form the hair of a lady. That was my second、yes. favorite one. Yes, I think I、really、I'm honestly、like、gonna go buy that one. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of his designs incorporate, um, incorporate, yeah, just multiple elements. Usually it's uh like a water-based animal, 
but I've also seen um what he took a dragon and turned it uh he used the San Francisco Golden Gate Bridge Ooh. and he turned that into like a dragon Ooh. and it it was really cool it's really cool so yeah. uh yeah if you have a chance uh definitely check out sumofish um dot com yeah. I think it's sumofish.com mm-hmm. I believe and looking at this t-shirt you've got on right now there are like so many like little details like yeah. the eye of the octopus is like the kanji for island and mm. Like, it's holding, like, a little sake bottle with, like, yeah, a, yeah. a fugu puffer fish. Yeah, you could literally, like, look at this image for, like, a, a solid minute and just, just to absorb everything that's going on in this yeah. image. It's, it's it, I don't want to say it's simple, but it's also complex. It's, it's, it's very interesting. His, his, his artwork is very original and, um, yeah, it's very cool. Definitely yes. tickles my fancy. So, um, so yeah, we'll get to that interview in a little bit here, but, uh. Let's kind of talk about some of the other things that uh, we're using to get our Japan fix. Yes. So for me, the easiest thing has been Japanese food. Oh, yeah? Okay. Um, I stayed with my brother who lives out in Cleveland Mm -hmm. for a little bit. Yeah. And there are just so many Japanese and Asian restaurants with a lot of fusion cuisine. Hmm. So, you know, there's soba noodles and there's ramen and there's udon and there's a sushi place for like two blocks away from him oh wow it was it it was really nice that's surprising yeah it is really surprising because toledo doesn't really have many um have much of a i guess i mean of course i could list off like probably 10 restaurants at the most that are like japanese inspired he lives in a college district there's always kids kids hung over looking for munchies who could resist yeah so what what Types in particular were your favorite? Um, or is your go to Japanese snack, I guess? Well, for snack me, or... it's always been udon. Udon, dude, udon. <laughs> yes. yes. I think we can both agree on yeah. that. Udon is so good. So I lived next to Kagawa, Kagawa oh, okay. Prefecture. And Kagawa Prefecture is one of three prefectures okay. who claim to have invented udon. Oh, really? Okay. Um, Looking at the history, it's probably not likely that it was yeah. in Kagawa, but um, don't ever tell that to someone from, <laughs> yeah. from that prefecture. Of course, of course. But, um, they make amazing udon. Mm-hmm. and Oh my gosh, there was this little udon shop right down the street from my apartment. Mm-hmm. I would go there maybe three times a week. Oh, wow. Like, okay. It had always been a goal of mine to be a regular at yeah. like a restaurant. Yeah. And the manager saw me and he's like, Kyo wa? What's, <laughs> what's today's dish? <laughs> And I felt so bad because I was too busy to say goodbye to him before I left. <laughs> you should send him like an email or like a. I should. I should send him like send a him a letter. Card. Send him a letter or something. Yes. Gosh, that would be terrible. Yeah. So what? What is udon? Udon is. It's a noodle, but it's not a noodle, right? Well, it's it's honestly oh, no. like such a simple dish. That it is. It's just it's so. Really incredibly delicious and it's very diverse you can add like yeah so the noodles are strictly flour and salt water okay nothing else it just depends on like your preparation method and then you some people add eggs some people add fish broth Mm -hmm. some people add like tempura vegetables yeah yeah. so yeah interesting yeah so there were a handful of places in cleveland that served udon noodles really and none of them were Obviously, you can't find anything yeah. as good as the yeah, real yeah, thing. Of course, um, of they were a lot more fusion. Um, they mix different 
kind of broths and different kind of like mix-ins, but it was still really good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, um, I'd say, let's see, well, you definitely got to get your edamame from Ooh. the, uh, yes. from the grocery store. Yes. Uh, I find you can usually find it at Kroger. I'd say that depending on the size of the Kroger, I think they're, um, their Japanese food or Asian food department or section is a, a little bit bigger than the Walmarts. But, uh, yeah, definitely some edamame, definitely some sushi, um, mm-hmm. some maruchan, uh, instant ramen, of course, <laughs> yeah. you could resist. Um, yeah. Another thing I've kind of gotten into recently was uh, tea. Oh, really? Do you drink any tea at all? Or You know, I really wasn't a big tea drinker, and then I went to Japan. Really? <laughs> yeah, now I still have some favorites that yeah. I just can't get enough of. I've been getting into, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, it's called yerba mate i think it's called yerba mate um and so i've been getting into that and then as well as uh black tea which i think is called uh what's it called in japan it's called kocha in japan which is like a dark crimson red tea yeah but uh yeah i've been getting that recently and so that uh yeah tea's pretty good it's Mm -hmm. a nice alternative for water as well yeah it's like practically zero calories but it's actually like flavor mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's very chill so. um for me muki cha muki cha muki cha is barley tea oh and it's like a traditional summer drink but it's just so delicious i can mm. drink it year round and my mother bought some tea bags oh, for okay. muki cha and she hates it she claims oh, that really? it smells like a feet so oh, uh, that just yeah, means that i get to claim all of them all right. so huh. yeah i'll have to try that out yeah so covered travel you covered food and drink what else do you do to kind of oh you got i mean you're leaving out a critical critical part yeah i was trying to lead into that <laughs> uh anime anime hopefully that's what you were gonna yes, say yes yes okay. anime video like... games other yes, pop okay, culture okay, okay. Stuff. yes yes so um yeah. yeah i've got a few well i guess before i would say anime um i've actually so NHK? Are you familiar with NHK? Mm-hmm. So NHK is um, like the main Japanese news, news correct, network. Correct, correct, yeah. yeah. So they have a, uh, I guess you'd say, a sub-website. It's called NHK uh, News Web Easy. And so what it is, is it's all like Japanese-based uh, news, like mm-hmm. recent events, but it's simplified down for, and I think it's specifically for people who are trying to learn Japanese or um, maybe middle school or elementary uh, Japanese students that, you know, are trying to learn their kanji and stuff like that. So um, I, I try and get on that once a day and, uh, you know, just to brush up on my on my Japanese and, uh, you know, learn some new kanji. And again, it's simpler kanji as well, or more common based kanji as well as it has furigana above them. Yes. So yeah, it's, um, it's, it's pretty nice. And, uh, you get both to practice your your reading of Japanese as well as you get to kind of stay in the loop of uh, current events in Japan. So that's kind of really cool, I'd say. Yes, definitely. So what about you? Do you uh, do you watch any anime at all? Uh, gosh, not since like high school. Are you serious? I, what it do you takes do? so much work to be an anime <laughs> I'm fan. About to end this podcast right I now. Know. <laughs> this is just. I mean. I I enjoy anime. It's just that you know, once you okay, well, get your what was high school? What was uh, what was the hot anime in high school for you? 
Um, oh, I was just, you know, the total <laughs> to total gateway anime is Inuyasha and Full Metal Alchemist. Oh, uh, but, okay. Um, Did you finish those both then? Full Metal Alchemist, yes. Okay, um, okay, actually, okay, 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 okay. Actually, um, my car, my car, I named him Al. Because oh, I, I had bought him off my brother Alec, oh, and okay. um, I actually had Al's blood seal as, like, a sticker on oh, the back. Oh, really? Yeah. That's kind of dope. I, I like that. I like that. But beyond anime, I do want to say, me and my friend, uh, just just this weekend, we're playing, uh, it was like a manga-based visual novel kind of game. It's mm. called, like, Ronpa. What? The name translates to like bullet debate bullet debate <laughs> oh my gosh that does sound interesting yeah um it's it's definitely out there but it was still really really engrossing is this like a board game or no, um, it's like a card game it's like or? a visual novel so you really just um you listen to the story and then you can make choices and that kind of diverges the story's path okay but um these kids were kidnapped, um, put into a high school where they either have to kill someone to graduate, and then if they get away with it, they can graduate. Um, but if they get caught, they don't get to graduate and they are murdered. Okay. So it was really like, you're kind of a detective mm. trying to figure out which of these high school students killed the other. Wow. It was, it was actually a really great listening practice because the version my friend has is all Japanese audio, oh, but English really? words. So, uh, yeah. So um, that was Japanese, great. <laughs> yeah. All Japanese audio and English words. So it's a Japanese person speaking English? Or, yeah. oh, or no, I'm, it's a Japanese person speaking Japanese. Okay. And the text is English. Oh, the text is in it. Okay. Yes. yes. Well, that's good. Yeah, I guess that's a better way to describe okay, it. Okay, yeah, I was a little bit confused. We'll edit okay. that out. <laughs> Not a problem. Not a problem. But yes, um... Yeah, so video games. I'm more on the video games. Oh, really? Um, I'm really into retro gaming. <laughs> retro gaming. Um, so my friend Final Fantasy, maybe. Oh, definitely. Oh, really? God, there was a my freshman year of spring break. I am such a freaking nerd. Instead of like going to like Mexico or like oh, Florida or somewhere, I decided I'm going to spend the week trying to beat Final Fantasy One. Wow. <laughs> it took me more than a week because that game is hard. Okay. It is. <laughs> But, um, my friend, she kind of sort of all video games, mm -hmm. but she tends to choose them in Japanese. Oh, really? She will never choose the English audio version <laughs> if the Japanese is available. See. So we play, like, like Bomberman in Bomber Japanese. Man. Oh, really? Um, wow. We play, like, Mario Kart and all the characters going off in Japanese. So. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. And, um... She downloads, she basically gets all of her games from the Japan store. Oh, really? So, um, instead of buying her games off of, like, Nintendo's American store, mm -hmm. she kind of uses a VPN to make it oh, wow. think that she's in she's Japan. Oh, wow. She's going to, like, the, all so, that effort. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> she, she studies Japanese. Oh, okay, okay. So, but, that, um, that makes sense. I think she has, like, Friends of Mineral Town, and she has oh. the Japanese version. Wow. Oh, my gosh, yeah. So video games, video games is my fix. See, I, the deepest I, or probably the only interaction I had with Final Fantasy was uh, Kingdom Hearts. Oh. Kingdom Hearts, oh my gosh. I think I cried 
at the end of that game when I was like 12 or whenever I finished it. Like that game was just so, so amazing. Did you ever play Kingdom Hearts? I didn't. How did you play Final Fantasy and not Kingdom Hearts? Oh my (laughs) gosh. Game was so good. Yes, I've heard. So good. I definitely love the Disney and like anime combination. I don't even know how it worked out. Like it's just. It it definitely does because Japanese are just so huge into Disney. Yeah. Like, you go to Daiso, you don't find any anime stuff. You find Disney stuff. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, somebody's got to represent the anime. Uh, yes. So first of all, let's state this out i'm definitely a sub guy no dubs in my house (laughs) no silence for me really you're a dub i am oh my gosh so for for those who don't um who aren't aware of this term dub basically means it's a japanese anime but american speaking and then um i guess english english american (laughs) american english there you go finish that american english uh talking the term is dub and then uh subs would be english subtitles but original japanese um audio yeah yes. brain fart sorry but yeah there's it's it's a wide debate within the anime community but anyways okay uh, so i actually do know far more people who enjoy subs than okay. dubs I so say, i will like, admit i am uh, oh my gosh even my brother my brother was the kind of person who made fun of me in, like, high school for liking anime. Yeah. And now he's a bigger weeb than I am. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Gotta go so. But, uh, but uh, okay. So, so what have you, what did you binge during the quarantine? Um, actually, ironically, it is anime, but it's American-based anime, which is actually an interesting twist. Yeah, America's kind of, we put up a couple of uh, decent numbers. So, there's a, a series called Ruby that I, um... I just finished. Isn't that actually Rooster Teeth? It is Rooster Teeth. I was so surprised. I was a huge Red vs. Blue fan. And then I'm like, they made a freaking anime? Have you seen it? I have not. I've heard good things. Oh my gosh, watch it. It's so good. It's on you. It's free. It is? It's on YouTube. It's free. Oh, wow. It's on YouTube and uh, obviously like their website. And um, yeah, they've got... I believe that's also been on Netflix in the past. I think so. so. Dang. I think so, yeah. They made, like, a legit anime. It's a legit anime. And, again, like, America, obviously, we're, we're no powerhouse in the anime. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's a good title for um, for America. Um, what else? Oh, Kipo in the Age of Wonder Beasts. That one's on Netflix. Uh, that, that one's by DreamWorks, actually. So, uh, yeah, that, that's a good Is one. Is it U.S. made or uh, Japanese? It's, I believe it's U.S. U.S. And South Korean, maybe. Oh. So there's that one. Um, I think they just released the new the third season today. So that's going to be exciting. Um, let's see, what else? Have you seen the Castlevania series? Castlevania. Mm, I haven't. So that's... It, the look is pretty anime-like. And then it's also based off a Japanese video game. And, oh my gosh. Like... The first season is so mind-blowing. First season really? is, like, on my top three fictional, like... Really? Yes. Harry Potter, Fullmetal Alchemist, and the Holy first season cow. of Castlevania. Holy Those cow. are my, like, gods of fictional writing. How many How many episodes is the first season? It's only four seasons. It was meant... It was created to be a movie. Oh, But then okay. they um put it on Netflix. And, oh my gosh, there's just so much commentary, and there's just... It's wow. uh, it's also pretty gory, and so I okay. really I well, love that's, that. That's yeah, fine with me, yeah. Yeah. So wow, I'll have to check great. that out. 
great. And then the second and third seasons do get a lot of raving reviews. I wasn't really about them, but mm. but it is another American-based anime that's really good. We'll see. You watch anime. There you go. <laughs> uh, so what Japanese anime okay, is your Okay, so Japanese anime. Uh, actually, during this quarantine, so last time I visited Japan, which was right around a year ago, um... You know, I met up with uh, my friends that I made when I was over there for the year. And um, my anime bestie gave me the full entire set of the Full Metal Alchemist manga Ooh. in English. Oh, really? In English. Oh, the that's entire good. set. So it's like, what, 24 volumes yeah, or something? Yeah, probably. It was like, probably like two feet long. It had to cost like, that's like $100 somewhere around there. Yeah. Like I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe he gave it to me. And so, uh, yeah, I cracked open, um, the first chapter and, uh, I'm chipping away at that, but, uh, yeah, I'm really excited about that. Nice. (laughs) So that's, uh, I guess manga. And then the other one, I guess, Japanese, uh, based would be, uh, Attack on Titan. Oh, that's a really popular yeah, one. I've, uh, I think they're coming out with the fourth season pretty soon here. I still need to catch up on, um, I think I'm somewhere in the second season. But yeah, I still need to catch up. But that's that's a really solid one. Yeah. So beyond manga and anime, is there any other facets of Japanese pop culture that you enjoy? Like music? Um, or? Yeah, music a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I definitely have my favorite Japanese music bands. My uh, Japanese studying friend did loan me. I'm gonna remember his name. Yonezu Kenshi's CD. Yonezu Kenshi. He is. He's really huge in Japan. He's big in Japan right now. Okay. Um, and that, I mean that he is like one of the top superstars. But he also happens to be from my Japanese hometown oh, really? of Tokushima. Okay, so that's kind of cool. It was. Like, it's cool to follow. Yeah, because, you know, all the kids in my hometown loved him. And oh, okay. I thought it was just kind of like, oh, he's a locals, mm-hmm. local thing, so mm-hmm. they appreciate that. But he's, like, been on, like, had concerts on, like, the major networks and everything. Oh, so, really? yeah, he's really okay. popular. Huh. And his, his music's pretty good. What kind of a genre? Is he, like, rock or, like... Um, I guess it would technically fall under like J-pop, but it's J-pop. a it's a little bit closer to rock, hmm. more on the rock side of J-pop. Okay. So. Hmm. What are the J-pop stars you listen to? Um, I like a like it's pretty diverse. I'll be honest. Um, everything from of course AKB forty eight, right? <laughs> um, everything from I, I definitely have uh my idols, my Japanese idols that uh. I like, uh, but I also have, um, there's a band called Perfume. Oh, yes. Are you familiar with them? I know them, and they are still touring, and they still sell out stadiums. Oh, yeah. so good. So it's like a trio of, gosh, almost middle-aged women, Yeah. honestly. They're probably like in their early 30s, I'd say. But uh, yeah, I really like electronic music, and they bring it together so well. Yeah, just their voices, and the choreography, oh my gosh, the music videos choreography oh my gosh some of the best choreography i've ever seen i don't know who their choreographer is but some of the best stuff i've ever seen so definitely check out perfume if you're looking for electronic uh kind of j-pop i'd say say speaking of kind of middle-aged stars though Mm -hmm. are you familiar with arashi arashi yes so um i guess they were kind of like a 90s boy band 
Okay. And then they kind of came back recently. Oh, all right. And they were supposed to play for the Olympics. Oh, really? They Holy were. Cow. And then they were going to retire after the Olympics. Oh, wow. And it was huge news yeah, in Japan. Yeah, sure. One of my students, I asked her at the beginning of class, how are you today? She's like, I'm very sad <laughs> because Arashi is disbanding. And she started to cry. Yeah. <laughs> and I was confused because... You know, I couldn't understand her Japanese because yeah, my Japanese yeah. isn't the greatest. And so I'm like, oh my god, did, did someone die? On? Did like, something serious happen? The teacher's like, no, her favorite band's breaking up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. How sad. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so I got one for you here. Do you, do you still study Japanese or...? I try to a little. Uh, mostly through conversation with like my friends back in Japan. Oh, really? So. Okay. What about you? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I still try to, um, I can't promise like every day, but, um, yeah, I, I try to. So, uh, I've actually got, you know what, we should do an episode on this. Can we, that should be one of our next few episodes, uh, kind of just going over, um, like, I guess the best way that I, we've found to learn Japanese. But, um, so I used, uh, for the kanji and the vocabulary and the verbs, I use this, uh, web-based, uh, software application called Wanikani. Oh, yes. Which technically, I think the actual translation is crab alligator. Yes, crab alligator. alligator crab, yeah. Alligator crab, yeah. <laughs> so um, it's it's kind of two websites. There's one that's called Wanikani, and it's uh, it, it's made by a, um, a company called Tofugu. And so they've got a Tofugu website, which is honestly really, really interesting. They've got a lot of interesting articles on there. Have you ever seen I have, yes. Okay, Tofugu so has a lot about Japanese culture. Lang everything from language yes. to travel to, um, yeah, culture to Yeah, it's a really great resource. Um, it's an incredible resource. And then um, the Wanikani, uh, the Wanikani, like, kind of vocabulary, uh, kanji, um, it uses SRS, which is, like, spaced repetition. Uh, what's, uh, I don't know what the name of the acronym yeah. is, but... Um, yeah, to assist you with uh, learning your kanji. And um, yeah, it's it's really good. It's a very good app. Um, I would highly recommend it. But uh, yeah, so you, what you do is it'll show you like a kanji and you have to say what the pronunciation of the kanji is or you have to say what um, what the kanji means or represents. And the same for like verbs, adjectives, and phrases. So um, yeah, it kind of tests you. So is it specifically in like a study format or is it kind of like gamified or? Uh, it is a little bit gamified, I would say. Um, yeah, and it, there is, a, a, I guess you'd say, a third party app that um, you can log into. And uh, it's honestly, it's very slick. It'll tell you how many you've missed, like what you're, what you're struggling with the most, uh, what, what verbs you're struggling with the most. Um, it also comes up with like mnemonics. Oh, that's uh, that's that, really helpful. To to help you, um, it's got a mnemonic for every every verb, every uh, adjective, every kanji. So, um, yeah, I would highly recommend that Wani Kani. So the Japanese um, dictionary app that I use on my iPhone, it actually is it G Show. It's not. It's I don't not? think they have a app. Oh, Gshow dot org yeah. is a great, it's very incredible. great resource. Okay, so yeah. what what do you got? I think it's just called Japanese dictionary. Oh, Japanese but dictionary. But okay. they. Whenever you search a kanji, it also lists the wani kani. Oh, really? Number, okay. like the yeah, index number. Yeah. So wani kani is definitely like very well known and 
like almost standard for Japanese it's learners. It's one of the so. pivotal yes. Japanese resources. Yes. Which of course means that I've never used it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm really just focused on what's practical. A lot of my Japanese practice comes from either sending line messages or like Facebook messages okay. to my Japanese friends. Mm-hmm. My reading practice comes from like just reading their Facebook posts yeah. or um, sometimes they'll send me like news articles from the local paper. And then also I find I've always found that writing, writing oh, really? and actually using the language helps me. So often I try to write my Instagram posts in English and Japanese. Oh, really? Wow. Because um, I have a lot. Most of my Instagram followers are my Japanese friends, oh, so I, I want to tell them about my life in America. Of course, of so, course. Yeah, um, it's just practice, and it really helps you. Once you learn a word, once you use it enough times, mm. that helps to like really cement it in your memory. Interesting. So yeah, that's how I do it. Yeah, we should do a, one of our next episodes. We should do because it sounds like we've got a. <laughs> Obviously, we've got a, a diverse background and experience in Japan, but also our um, kind of how we go about learning Japanese seems to be a bit different as yes. well. So I think that'd be a good next episode. Yeah. Definitely. And definitely focusing on what kind of language do you need for travel. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's another good point. Yeah. yeah. What's important and uh, what's not really yeah. important. So yeah. be on the lookout for that. So we talked about you going to Japantown mm-hmm. in San Francisco. But um, I really think, you know, everywhere, all across the U.S., there are always events or places that you can go to that really will, are. like, just help you learn or experience Japanese culture. Um, for example, going back to Cleveland, they had an Asian Lantern Festival at their Metro Zoo, and it lined up perfectly with the Japanese holiday of Obon, okay. which has lanterns incorporated oh, into okay. it. So, yeah, there's always be on the lookout for events. Um, you know, a lot of big cities have Japanese cram schools, and they like to hold, like, garage sales and stuff sometimes. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, um, no Out in Toledo, I think it's Mommy Valley Country Day has a Japanese cram school on the weekends. Really? Yeah. You know, I did hear about that. My my one coworker has a son that or has a daughter that goes there, and um, yeah, yeah, she did mention that. That is interesting. Yeah, I had a friend who went there, and uh, she could tell me a lot of really funny stories. And of course, she talked about the amazing bentos their mothers would make. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Oh, oh that's another thing what? to what? think about. Not just bentos, but kind of ways that you can sprinkle little bits of Japanese culture into your day. Okay. Like you could make a bento and take it to work with you. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um, You know, listening to like J-pop or Japanese news when you're in the car. Like you said, you read Japanese news. I try to. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there's some days if if I'm feeling extra ridiculous, I'll use like chopsticks for like a ridiculously like American food. Oh, yeah. Like fettuccine Alfredo. Yes. That's Italian, but, you know, that's, that's yeah. not, it's, it's a ridiculous food to use. Oh, no. Chopsticks like my, with, but. My lazy ass self hates washing dishes, so I always use, I learned how to, 
I eat Cheerios. I really? eat cereal with chopsticks. Yeah. Something called a spoon. I don't, <laughs> How do you not waste? This you is gonna, called being eco-friendly and not it. wasting so plastic spoons. So, one of the most inefficient things I think I've ever heard in my oh, entire life. It clumps life. together like rice. So. so you really eat like Cheerios with chopsticks, like you. you well. Not since I have a dishwasher now, okay. but back, back in Japan, yes, I did. That sounds like the most labor-intensive. So, actually, getting the Cheerios was the labor-intensive part. Oh. Well, I had to go to Costco to get them. Hmm. Nearest Costco was in Kobe, which is two hours away. So you had to go there. Had to buy in bulk. Oh. I would buy, like, six boxes of Cheerios. I would buy, like, six boxes of Cheerios, and that would last me, like, Maybe maybe a season. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, just use chopsticks to eat them. You're a monster. (laughs) (laughs) I also ate ice cream with chopsticks. Why? (laughs) Um, I got scolded by my coworkers for eating spaghetti with chopsticks. Oh, spaghetti. (laughs) What's wrong with eating spaghetti? Like, that's similar to, It's because it's a Western food. Of course, but... (laughs) I mean, I I would never eat, like, anything ridiculous with chopsticks while I was in Japan. (laughs) Like, sure, I'll do it, like, just for fun in America, but, like, if I was in Japan, oh, no. Yes, they're disposable, but being wood, they're biodegradable, so it's a lot better than using plastic color. Yeah, yeah, I, I can yeah. see that argument. I can see that argument. Yeah, especially considering how much Japan loves its plastic. <laughs> yeah, very true. All right, so now I think would be a good time to bring in today's guest. Let's welcome Brant Fuse of sumofish.net. Let's see if we can get him in here. Hello. Hello. Hi. Brand? Hi. Yes. Hi. Uh, this is Isaac and Abby. Hi, guys. How are you doing? How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. Uh, thank you for uh, joining us. I, I greatly appreciate it. Sure, sure thing. This is my uh, first ever, so I'm a little, uh, I don't know what to expect. <laughs> oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's all right. Yeah, we just... um. Uh, like I said, I saw your T-shirt in the um, in the store, and I was like, "Oh, wow, this is a really interesting T-shirt." And uh, I went online, and I was like, "Wow, he's got a lot of interesting designs." And so uh, I was like, "Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah." I called. We're uh, on your website right now, just admiring all the different T-shirts you have. Oh, cool! Glad you like them. Yeah, we just actually redid the website a little bit, so it's. I noticed that. I noticed yeah. that actually, that's the first thing. So um, yeah. yeah, it looks good. It looks really good. Thank you. So, um, I guess to, to kick it off here, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and about uh, kind of your background and uh, how you, you know, and sumo fish and everything else. So, I'm a illustrator by trade. I grew up in Hawaii and I went, oh. went to school out in the St. Louis, Missouri, spent a year in Japan on um, exchange and... Oh. Um, I'm, my background is Japanese American, so I, I've always had kind of a interest in, you know, my my back and my culture and everything. And I always enjoyed Japanese food like ramen and sushi. And but I think going to Japan and uh, for a one year college uh, exchange really kind of solidified my interest in the culture and my connection with it. And um, I've always wanted to you know create artwork that kind of represented that i guess in a way 
Yeah, I could see that. And honestly, uh, I can see that in your uh, designs. Like, uh, you've got a lot of elements that incorporate, obviously, Japanese things, but um, they also incorporate kind of American things as well. I've seen, uh, what, the, the Golden Gate Bridge. Mm-hmm. I've seen that in a couple of your designs. Um, I think I even saw the Seattle, like, Sky Needle, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So we, uh, we've been going to different cities over the past uh 15 or so years to sell our t-shirts and decals at different Japanese festivals, uh, my wife and I. And um, Seattle is one of them. We go to Chicago, Arizona. And uh, we kind of have a, we we make friends that we get a connection to each city. You know, we we really enjoy going to these different places and uh, seeing the different festivals and stuff. So we end up doing sometimes a design that reflects or to that that city like the seattle one we did a chicago cubs one st louis mm-hmm. cardinals one and uh it kind of it it's good for us to take it there to sell there but it's also a, like almost like a souvenir for us to to have that shirt design on our website too oh that's true that's mm-hmm. a really good point so uh speaking of these Japanese festivals that you sell at, mm-hmm. uh, which which city do you think has the most like interesting festival out there? Wow, that's that's a tough question because they're all so different, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, we really enjoy the the festivals in in uh, Chicago, Arizona, Denver, and uh, St. Louis is a great one. I think St. Louis is the biggest in the country i think they, they are really yeah, yeah. at the wow. botanical oh, gardens the yeah middle of the plains so yeah can be like, wow. and uh atlanta is a great one um so they're all they're all enjoyable and interesting in their own way and uh i don't i would hate to rank one above the other <laughs> that's yeah. all right that's yeah all right. but uh we've kind of been talking about how to get your Japanese fix now that we're all kind of you know bound by travel restrictions and kind of forced to stay here instead of visiting Japan so it's really cool that you bring up those um different festivals for sure yeah you guys uh, are a Japan specific agency that take that takes tours there and stuff uh so we're a Japan uh, specific travel agency and we design itineraries for people uh japan specific itineraries okay. for people and uh small groups and families okay very cool yeah. yeah but uh we have both been able to have the experience to live in japan and you said that you did too when you were a university student correct yes only for um a sem- uh, two semesters so not even a full year just uh fall through summer i guess yeah yeah but still i bet that was a really great experience oh that was a blast yeah so where did uh where where were you a student at uh it was kansai gaida university in osaka and oh uh, really okay i I lived in uh osaka as well okay yeah (laughs) my homestay family was actually in kyoto in right kind of right in the middle of kyoto and osaka and yawata which is a little suburb kind of right between the two cities. Oh, okay. So it was a yeah. neat uh, experience. 
Yeah, I love the Osaka area. There's so much. I mean, there's obviously there's Osaka, there's Nagoya. That's not too far away. There's Kyoto uh, on the other side of the bay, Kobe. Um, there's just yeah, Nara. Um, just a really nice place. Uh, uh, pretty much the hub, I would consider. Great food yeah. and drink over there, in Osaka. Yeah. Definitely, oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about um, your designs here. Like, uh, what kind of inspires you like how long does it take you to do a design or what what's what's the what's the design process from start to finish can you outline that for us um i guess whatever i was it's kind of hard to come up with a specific inspiration i guess these are all subject matter that i really enjoy like japanese food and mm -hmm. to watch sumo actually i watch all the tournaments <laughs> i oh, yeah. there's a lot of designs that involve drinking beer which i love and there's gambling <laughs> yeah. stuff uh so it's kind of just what i think would look cool on a shirt and then yeah. i kind of try to add a twist to it to make it more unique so it's oh, maybe it's so... an octopus that's doing that or you know do something or so it's a little bit more than yeah and there's a lot of bay area and hawaii representation because that's i live here now and i also grew up in hawaii so that's it's a mm -hmm. lot of uh, that involved too. Yeah, I can see that. It's so so very intricate. We were just talking. Um, you could stare at one <laughs> one design for like a minute solid just to try and absorb all the elements that you're incorporating into them. Yeah. And uh, very interesting. Definitely try to add some like the kanji into the eye and little elements here that yes, you know, I noticed add that. some and... meaning to it more than just the you know the character itself. Yeah, and Isaac is actually wearing one of your t-shirts right now. It's the, uh, it's the one I bought. I think it's the the, the Okinawa octopus. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okinawa, Okinawa taco. taco. There okay. it is. Yes. Okinawa and, taco. You know, I mentioned him. I'm like, oh, this little uh, hat buckle looks like a fish fin, and he's like, it is a fish fin. It's like a, it's a fubu hat. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my gosh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, his head is a the head is a blowfish. So the octopus's yeah. head is yeah, the actually is a blowfish. By the way, uh, for some of our listeners, uh, if you want to kind of follow along with us, we're on sumofish.net. That's uh, that's where we're at here. Yes. So I notice that in a lot of your designs, you kind of have like a, a dual nature kind of theme. Like you have this Shoyu T-Rex. It's a soy sauce bottle, mm -hmm. but it's a dinosaur. Or there's um, this big sushi bot that is sushi but it looks like one of those uh mecha robots uh -huh. maybe a yeah gundam. a gundam a robot, gundam robot. Yeah. yes so you know uh, where does the inspiration for that come from um i guess i grew up in the the transformer era where that was really you know that's, that's the yeah. 80s and stuff and that that was a big part of it and love dinosaurs actually growing up too so it, it's kind of just incorporating the the Japanese cultural elements in, with those, you know, elements and kind of mashing them together in a way. That's really cool. It's like, <laughs> it's really cool that you're like, well, I want to draw what I want to draw. And uh, yeah, you just <laughs> take it whatever you like and uh, draw it out. And um, it turns out beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. They're really cool. So going back to the the one question I had, uh, how long do you 
you spend on any given design on average? Um, if if I have the idea in my head and kind of sketching it out, maybe a few days from start to finish. And okay. there's a lot of re- tweaking after that. But yeah. um, it's fairly fairly quick with the it's all vector i draw it on the computer so there's a lot of editability i can move lines around and stuff and change the colors and all that what program do you use it's all uh, adobe illustrator oh illustrator okay so you said that you are now out in the san francisco bay area yes and you actually have a shop in japantown uh we don't that's just a, a retailer a good friend of ours that sells that they've been selling our shirts. Um, they mainly sell swords and other items, but uh, they've picked up our shirts over the past few years and have sold them. Oh, that's really cool. So, do you find that like most of your sales are, you know, through your website? Are they through these Japanese festivals? Are they through kind of independent retailers? So. How do you find most of your customers? Prior to this year, it was um, majority was at the live events, the festivals, the fairs, which was oh, really? almost so week. Okay. We did it almost weekly. Um, oh my wow. gosh! Well, Are you serious? There's that many festivals during. Around? Yeah, that makes me happy. During the summer months, it's almost weekly. Sometimes in the earlier part of the year, it's not, not that many. But it, it yeah, yeah. seasonally, seasonally. But wow. then now, obviously, we've switch to completely online okay yeah interesting i did have another question do you you try to market these to japanese people um specifically or maybe in japan have you thought about that or how do you think the the actual japanese citizens will uh do you think they'd like them or find their interesting yeah that's i don't know we we um we haven't tried marketing it that way before or even taking it to japan to sell that would be a lot of fun hmm. but i don't um i don't know what their reaction would be because it's kind of a different perspective of their culture you know a lot of it is mixed up with american stuff where it's more westernized maybe but yeah i, I don't know how they would uh japanese nationals would view it hmm. so we're looking at all of these incredible designs on your uh, website but we also do uh-huh. want to know no, are there any uh, future projects that you're working on? Any designs that you've currently got in the works? There's always a few that are kind of being sketched out on the side, and whenever I, I try to make time to constantly work on more and more designs, and some just never make it to finish, and some get to finish quicker, you know, quicker than others, I guess. Yeah, unfortunately, that is part of the creative yeah, process. Yeah, yeah. So how much of your day is spent on the artistic side? And then how much of your day is kind of spent on the uh, the business side, the website, the dealer interactions, that kind of stuff? Yeah, that's definitely all the, well, the, the web is taking up a lot more time now. nowadays. We're trying to um, polish up our website and make it look nice and work on uh marketing more even though i'm terrible at web marketing and i don't know what i'm doing um no i looked at your website i think like a month ago for the uh was the first time i saw it and uh yeah i've noticed that it, it's it, you've done a, yeah. a lot with it in the past uh, yeah. few weeks i've noticed 
looks a lot nicer. But I guess the answer is not enough. I'd much rather spend a lot more time on the the drawing side and, you know, the other stuff. But that's the reality of business and all that. (laughs) Uh, unfortunately, yeah. I hear that from yeah. so many, so many creative people. So is it just you and your wife who run the run Sumo Fish or is there other people involved? Uh, just or... my wife and I. Yeah. Okay. And she's been uh, sewing masks with our inventory. She's really good at sewing. So we, uh, she's been oh, kind of, yeah. it's, yeah, she's been keeping us going with this, not doing any fair stuff by taking a lot of our stock and selling it as a mask. Oh, so are masks available for sale on your website? Not currently. We're actually putting some on the website tomorrow at noon um, Pacific. And um, because she's doing all the sewing and um, me and a friend help sometimes beat it and kind of finish it. But it's, it's very small batches and it's hard to make a whole lot. So um, there's not a, there's not a whole lot, yeah. But there's definitely a demand for them right now. People so. are definitely looking for masks now. Yes, yeah. that is definitely a very good business venture yeah. right there. So more on like the business side of thing, as an entrepreneur, what would you say is like the most challenging uh, thing about being an entrepreneur for you in your business, Stumo Fish? Um, I think speaking about this year specifically is trying to reach new customers online and not because before we would be at the fairs and kind of getting new customers just that way people walking by um but now it's an area that i um it's kind of foreign to me is how to market with social media and try to like i I really don't know what i'm doing i'm just kind of doing you know the best i can and my wife yeah both of us yeah yeah definitely yeah. feel you there <laughs> i'm not yeah. gonna lie isaac thinks that i know what i'm doing yeah. i don't <laughs> it's always it's a tough. trial and error yeah. yeah so do you have uh social media do you have any social media set up right now mainly or... an instagram um yeah instagram Some okay fish design yeah We'll have to um, check that out, and uh, we'll try and include that in our uh, in the description okay. of this podcast here. Yes, definitely looking forward to checking out the designs yeah. on there. So, we are a travel okay. agency, so I think that we do have to include just a little bit of a kind of travel travel conversation <laughs> travel in here. Too. So, uh, you said that you stayed around the Kansai mm-hmm. area in Japan, what was kind of your, your go-to haunt? What was your favorite place? As a college kid over there, we were probably the Shinsaibashi <laughs> yeah. Namba area. We went a lot. Oh, dude, Namba. Yes. Uh, Namba yeah. one. Yeah. Um, there was another, yeah, there were a few like gaijin bars that we would go to every weekend and yeah. It was fun. We'd pick up some beers and drink it on the train going down. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. sounds about right. Yeah. For um, our uh, listeners that might not know, Namba is, uh, a, down- is a district of uh, downtown Osaka. Um, it's one of the main ones. And uh, yeah, there's a lot going on. There's oh, gosh, bars for days. Um, yes. 
arcades, yeah. karaoke, of course. Uh, it's just a, a very uh, very lively, vibrant, exciting like, area to be. Yeah, yeah. very lively. Yeah, so yeah. Even if you're an introvert, it's still a great place to just go, take photos, do people Definitely. watching. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. So, have you um, done any designs that aren't Japanese uh, based, I guess you said? Um, not for... Not for this brand specifically, but I do custom work for um, clients, sometimes restaurants oh, you do? and okay. um, other businesses, but, uh, and sometimes those go out of the Japanese genre, I guess. But for this oh. brand specifically, it's, it's kind of focused only on Japanese. Yeah. So Isaac went to Japantown and he took a picture of a banner. Did you by any chance do any banner work for Japan yes. Town? Uh, so last year, um, a good friend of ours would, uh, had us work on, me and a couple other artists worked on a, some banner artwork for the the streets surrounding Japantown. And I think they're still up in the area. Yeah, I was just there a month ago and I think they're, yeah. they're yep. still there, so. Yeah. Because I saw it and I'm like, this has to be sumo fish. Yeah, it's a it has this distinct, uh, distinct style. Yeah, yeah, very distinct style. That's so cool, though. Which design of yours is your favorite one? Ooh, that's a good that's, one. Yeah, that's a difficult yeah. one. I know it's always difficult to choose your favorite baby, but I like the I like the one that you you have the Okinawa taco because my I'm half Okinawa, oh, really? so I'm kind yeah. of proud of that heritage side, and uh, so it incorporates the. Oh, Mori bottle and the the sunshine that he's playing and everything. So that one has kind of a personal meaning. And oh my gosh, I'm we're looking at it right now. The shamisen is a fish. Yeah. It's a fugu. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Like I said, I just love looking at your designs and being able to notice something new <laughs> each time. So you said that you grew up in Hawaii. Yes. And um, when I lived in Japan, there were a ton of Hawaiians that were just kind of in my area. So I know that there's like a lot of, you know, Japanese culture has kind of been exported mm -hmm. to Hawaii. So, um, you know, growing up, how much were you exposed to Japanese culture? There were a lot of Japanese Americans for sure in Hawaii, um, but I don't know that it's exactly the same as the like the Japanese culture that when you go to Japan, you know, it's kind of, it's a, it's kind of different a little bit, but the food is similar. Yeah. It's, it's kind of an evolution of um, Japanese food that hmm. came over from Japan back in the, when the immigrants went over, but uh, it's not exactly the same as when you go there. Yeah. Yeah. So going back to uh, your Japan experience, uh, do you have any interesting stories or experiences that kind of mm. stuck out uh, during your year over there? Just you probably have many, but do you have one in particular that you'd like to share? I remember or? seeing Akebono at a festival once when I was in Kyoto, and it was that was like that was kind of what, uh, what is what is so Akebono? he was the yokozuna back in the nineties from Hawaii. So oh, he was, okay. he's a big guy. He, he stuck out. But that was kind of a remarkable experience, I thought, to see, 
to you know being from Hawaii and to see him up there. And I didn't get to say anything though. He was surrounded by people, but yeah, he was. Oh wow! So, if someone were to go to Japan and asked you for advice, what would kind of be your recommendation for someone traveling to Japan? Yeah. What places to see? What things to experience? I think, um, if possible, to leave the the beaten path, like all the. I know I love downtown Osaka, downtown Tokyo, but. If you can go out into the country and see how, how it really is, you know, that would be the most interesting to me. The little bars, the little restaurants, and um, villages that you know, if you can somehow make it out there, and that would be a great vacation, I would think. Yes, it makes me so happy to yeah. hear you say <laughs> that because I I okay. was from Inaka. I was uh, I was living in Tokushima Prefecture. Super countryside. Oh man, super that's probably now, the best. So. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I agree. That's definitely yeah a great thing for travelers to do. So, kind of wrapping up. Um. Uh. So this this podcast episode is about uh kind of how we get our fix of uh, Japanese culture uh, during mm-hmm. this quarantine time and uh, kind of the things that we're enjoying still okay. from Japanese culture. Uh. What uh are are you in the anime at all or, or uh, do you listen to any Japanese music or maybe you read some manga or obviously you've got your designs that uh, obviously incorporate uh, Japanese um, culture. But uh, do you have anything outside of those designs? Um, besides, I don't really, I don't really like anime or manga too much. I, I do like to watch the NHK channel a lot, which is almost all I watch. Oh, okay. um, and I like Japanese food obviously really? a lot, but I, not so much the music or the you know the manga stuff yeah not too many yeah that's all right i'm honestly kind of the same way yeah it's not for everyone it's not for yeah so you watch uh the the nhk yeah all the programming on that is it it's interesting to me yeah how do you get that oh it's on yeah, I was kind of surprised. It's it's widely available out here. We're in the Bay Area, at least. It's on regular TV, not a special pay package or anything. Yes, I bet out in California. Yeah. Where, where are you guys? Are you in Japan? Uh, we're in uh, the oh, Toledo okay. area oh. of Ohio. Okay. <laughs> we're Midwest. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Did I mention that? Yeah. Cool. But, um, yeah, actually... Pleasantly surprised with the Japanese oh. amenities around here. Yeah. There's a town just about an hour north of us that's known okay. as Japantown. Tons of restaurants. They have like Japanese specialized bookstores and they have like a tea ceremony nice. house. So yeah. Uh, what's it's called No Novi? 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 Up really? in Michigan. Novi, Michigan. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, the the culture makes its way all over. Yeah, we run into good Japanese restaurants wherever we go, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember you mentioning that you went to a festival in Chicago. Was that by any chance a dance Uh, festival? No, it was called the Ginza, the Ginza festival. It's, um, it's a really long standing. I think it's over 50 years old, but it's, it's been at their, the Midwest Buddhist temple up in, um, the North, 
north town or north side um but it's really a cool festival they have a long-standing tradition of having entertainment and taiko they have uh dinners that they make and uh they even get some um, artisans from japan that come over every year and they sell tenugui and they pottery and uh, different wares directly from japan oh wow so looking forward to that yes Once that's quarantine good. restrictions yeah, yeah, it sounds like another planet that that's pretty close to you guys here. sort of yeah it is yeah, yeah. yeah it's about a three hour um yeah but um so where i was from we were really famous for awa dance okay awa odori and i guess in chicago they have an awa odori troupe oh, that wow. dances really? every august oh so. wow it was Interested of maybe, maybe. I mean, the yeah. Gimba Festival is always the second weekend of August, so they might be around the same time. Oh, yeah. definitely. So, Obon in Tokushima oh, okay. is in August, so yeah, prob- wow. probably seen it yeah. and didn't even yeah. realize it. <laughs> oh, wow, yeah, That's so cool. Small world, <laughs> all right. So, no. thank you so much, Grant, for taking the time to talk yeah, with we us. Yeah, really appreciate it. This thank you for having me. Really it, was good a, it was great to talk to you guys. and Thanks for, yeah, thanks for inviting me to do it. Yes, of course. Um, we'll try, uh, I'll grab your uh, social media. And um, is it all right if I post your email address as uh, well on our yeah, description? Yeah, that's fine. Or the so website that, at least. And yeah. Then, uh, we'll put the website. And um, yeah, definitely check out uh, sumofish.net. Like these, these designs are, I know we've been talking about them this entire time, but these designs are really, uh, really intricate, really interesting. And um yeah, it's a very cool way to uh, enjoy Japanese culture. Thank you, guys. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Definitely. Take care. All right. Take care, Thank Brent. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay. Yep. Bye. Goodbye. All right, guys. Uh, that's the end of uh, today's podcast. A big thank you to Brant Fuse of Sumo Fish uh, for being our guest. And you can check out Brant's designs at sumofish.net. I highly recommend it because he has got some awesome artwork on there. Yes. Yes. So uh, we want to hear your thoughts. You know, how are you getting your Japan fix during this quarantine? Um, What are you hoping to do once travel restrictions are lifted? So yeah, leave us your thoughts in the comments below. And that's all for this time, guys. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. See you later. Bye-bye.